Hello, and welcome to another episode of All of Them Witches. I'm your host, Marcus, here to chat once again about horror movies. So since the recording of the last episode, 10 Cloverfield Lane, I haven't actually watched very many films at all, horror or otherwise. Um, I don't know why I usually am watching a movie at least once or twice a week, but you know, sometimes it just doesn't happen that way. So it is what it is. I ended up watching a classic. No, no one thinks this is a classic. <laughs> Well, I ended up watching Blood Games from 1990. For those who are unacquainted with it, sort of very basic concept of it is a bunch of girls are playing baseball against this group of rednecks or whatever, and uh, stuff happens such that they, the two groups, the women baseball players and the rednecks, end up in this sort of fight to the death type thing. Yes, we'll get to how that happens, but... Um, that's the basic premise. And the reason I decided to watch this movie now is because I was in a bit of a sporty mood uh, because earlier in the day, I actually went and played tennis, a really nice socially distanced activity. Um, and that made me in the mood for like a sports type film. Um, I didn't find a tennis related film, but I did find baseball. So close enough, right? So that is where we are. So if you were at all interested in the concept of this film, uh, I'm going to play the trailer, and then we'll go into details. I have been pushed around my whole life by lousy men, and I am sick of it. I say that we just give them a little taste of their own medicine right now. Man, you feel that's what you have to do. So this movie starts out where you see the very first thing I think is just like a banner that says happy birthday Roy or whatever. And you're just sort of in this big open grassy area where there's a bunch of people playing baseball and a bunch of people watching. And so you've got these women who have nice jerseys with their name on them. And they are playing against this group of men. And of course, the group of men are include Roy, the birthday boy, and everyone else who's watching is basically on their side. But these women are damn good at baseball. They are winning, so the men on the opposite team start cheating, basically, playing rough, tripping the girls, um, elbowing one, which is like, how? Because she was running, you know, full speed to get to that base, and she got clocked in the face. So clearly these, these people are playing like, beyond unfairly. So, of course, the women do as well. And the women actually end up winning regardless of everything that they've been dealing with. So people are pissed off, but they're like, whatever. Um, the team itself is called Babe and the Ball Girls. Um, I'm questioning that, but that is what it says on like the side of their bus. So I guess that's it. Anyway, um, the coach is also one of the players' dads. Being uh, this daughter, being Babe, it's her name. So 
the father goes out to talk to the guy who hosted this sort of baseball match party thing. Uh, was his name Mino? And they had put a bet of one thousand dollars on this game in nineteen ninety. That's a lot of money. I don't know what Mino does, but that is wealthy. Anyway, um, so the dad goes and is like, "Hey, Mino, pay up." And Mino says, "You know, you'll get your money. I'll, I'll have my guy send it to you." So he's like, "Okay." And I leave. The girls are having fun in their shower. You know, it's very lots of nudity going on here in the shower scene. And one of the uh, redneck type fellows comes in and is watching the girls. But he's also he's also come with the money, so the coach comes to check it out. But apparently, it wasn't the full amount of money. It looks like he had a hundred dollars only of the of the thousand. So clearly, coach is pissed. He goes to the place where all the guys are partying, finds Mino in the bathroom with his pants down, and starts beating him up. They're fighting, and he has no pants. It's pretty funny, but it's kind of one of the only parts in the movie that's actually humorous, really, or like comedic in any sense. So Mino gets and you know gets beat up, swirlied in the toilet, and then handcuffed in the stall. I don't know how where the handcuffs came from, but anyway, he's handcuffed. The women are all in their um, van waiting to leave, but Babe is like, you know, my, where's my dad? I need to go check on him. So she goes out with one of her friends, and they go into the bar or by the bar. But at that time, Roy and his buddy are leaving the bar. And so Roy and Holt, that's the buddy's name, spot the girls try to rape them because of course this is a this type of movie and because of the screaming and yelling the other girls start coming out but of course fortunately the dad the coach finds the girls beats up on these dudes fight you know ensues fortunately roy has a knife and pulls it out on the coach stabs him right in the stomach so it's a bad sign the girls come out all bring him in to their van but of course Unfortunately, the coach is not going to be surviving that wound. And while this is all happening, I think someone finally uncovers Mino in the bathroom stall and gets him out. So clearly, you know, tensions are high. The coach got the money, but apparently at the cost of his life. And Mino is going to be pissed, right? And obviously so is Roy's friend Holt. He's scared, but he's pissed. He's, you know, he's All these things going on. And obviously, they find that, that as it is, they give chase. They bring shotguns. Um, Ryan Holt brings shotguns to try to kill someone, more of these women on the baseball team at this point. The aggression just keeps ratcheting up, basically. Oh, I think that's because, yes, Roy was actually shot by the coach. So tensions are high at this point. Even though, like, Mino's dead or dying, Roy and and Holt really want to kill, apparently. So bring out their shotguns and get in uh, a place where they can get ready for the bus to come by. They shoot, kill one of the women on the bus, but Roy is killed because the person who was killed was the driver, and so the bus runs right into where Roy was standing, and he gets like crushed by a garbage can. Holt's freaked out. He runs to find Mino, Mino sees his dead son, doesn't know the context of what happened, except that the bus with all the women who were in the baseball team killed their son. So he's like, okay, everyone here, 
We are going to hunt these women. We're going to kill all of them. Each, each woman is worth $1,000. You bring the body back dead to me. So that sets up basically the whole rest of the film, which is everyone running and trying to chase, survive, kill, etc., etc. The majority of the film takes place at this point in this sort of foresty area where the women are trying to navigate to some place where they can receive help. Um, of course, the guys are acting sort of hunters to try to kill them. This leads to a lot of dramatic scenes, of course, as women are picked off one by one, but also as the men are picked off, um, when they get caught by the women, the women um, decide to, you know, because of Babe, who's lost her father, is basically at her wit's end. She doesn't want to deal with this anymore. She is willing to go back, fight back, use traps to stop these guys. That's basically what happens. It's sort of back and forth of the different uh, team members being killed, basically. There is unfortunately an actual rape that occurs, not just attempted rape for one of the characters. And to add insult to injury, after she is raped but saved by her her, um, teammates, she ends up getting shot and dying very shortly thereafter. So she didn't get to live very long, which is unfortunate. But, you know, things go as they do. These, this fighting, none of it is funny, really. Even though it seems like it might be because of that whole Mino in the bathroom and stuff incidents, it's not. This is just a pure, like, straight drama film with, you know, the horror of not knowing where the enemy is and who's going to strike when. Because, like, Mino, for example, is clearly the smartest of the whole entire group, and he has um, arrows, so he's able to sort of be far away and kind of snipe at people and this all sort of comes to a climax when everyone is dead except for basically Mino and some of the women and Mino is like hiding because he he actually seems to get killed in like a standoff where one of the women shoots at him while he shoots an arrow at her sort of like um it seems like he dies at that point but of course not because it's not the end of the film he needs a more elaborate or fancy death sequence because he's the big bad in this movie So this all finally occurs in this really tall building um, where I think they would burn sort of refuse or whatever. I don't think that happens anymore, but it's a really tall, like 80 foot thing in like a farm, farming type area. They go up into there. I think it's Babe and Nino and have a final standoff. He goes in there because she was, she was, he was getting chased to her. But when he gets in there, he doesn't see anyone. But she is sort of hiding in the corner, um, holding onto this chain where she uses to sort of Indiana Jones out at him, smack him, and make him fall all the way down, at which point he clearly dies. Then we get a montage of the women who have passed away sort of having fun and being happy, and that is sad, but in the end, at least some of the women do survive. I think it was like five of the team members actually make it. Which is, you know, interesting. It's definitely not like just one final girl. There was multiple women here who lived. So that was good. So this movie is interesting because it was directed by a woman, um, Tanya Rosenberg. Which, you know, you don't get that all the time in these types of uh, genre films. And though, I do think it's interesting that, you know, even with a woman in the lead, you still get a lot of those classic, quote-unquote, exploitation scenes. Lots of female nudity. But I mean, it can also just 
it could be something, you know, she's personally a fan of that, or it could have been just the case as a, as a woman director, I know this will sell with nudity. Therefore let's put some nudity in. I don't know. From listening to the special features on the Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray, which are basically just two interviews. Unfortunately, there's not more, but there are two interviews. Um, and I think one is for Babe and one is for Mino. The actors behind those two characters, of course. Um, you do hear from Babe's side that a lot of the cast actually did become really friendly, the women in particular, which is a good sign. You you know, you like to see that in movies because it if the cast is friendly, then if they're trying to portray friends in the film, it sort of flows better. It seems more realistic that way. And I think that did go through, even though some of them were not maybe the best actors in general, they did seem in the film to care for one another and want to survive and want to survive with their buddies, not just, you know, get away themselves. So that was nice. Apparently this film was fil uh, filmed on, on Shaver Lake in California, which is sort of around Fresno, if you know where that is in California. I've never been there, but I have been to places like that. And I really enjoy that sort of atmosphere, that nature. I don't go nearly enough to those types of places now or otherwise. Um, I'd like to go again someday. The film itself, I would say, is pretty average. Um, but I will say the biggest disservice this movie gets is the cover. There are multiple covers for this movie, cover art. But one of them is just so bad and is the most iconic that I think a lot of people think this movie is just a, a comedy um, or satire or something or just really, really bad movie because it's got, you know, a couple of women on the baseball team wearing little tiny cutoff shorts and wearing really atrocious 90s um, fashion. And it's just so bad. The cover is so bad. Look it up. Um, Blood Games 1990 cover. It is so poor. And it's like these actual images of the women, not like a drawing or anything. So bad. And because of that cover, which is the one I knew it by, I thought it was going to be more funny than it is. And like I said, it's not actually funny at all, which is fine. Totally fine. But that cover just such a disservice to this movie. It's shocking. The Vinegar Syndrome cover, there's actually sort of multiple covers to it. The slip cover, which may not be available any, anymore because people love to pick up those slip covers, is very serious. It's a sort of drawn thing. And it makes the film look completely different from that atrocious cover because it, it just looks very like dark and serious and brooding. It does not look funny in the least. It does still have a baseball bat and a baseball, but they're like bloodied and they don't look happy and funny at all. No, no camp factor on this cover. There's also just sort of like a drawing of a cover, another drawing cover, which is like a picture, like a photo of a woman and like an arrow through it. And that's all right too. It's all right, but it, it looks much more 90s in a way that isn't... You can't really tell what the movie's about, really. Um, so I don't know how I feel about that one. But yeah, those covers are just so different. It's it's really shocking. The Vinegar Syndrome slipcover is definitely a better way to try to present the film, for sure. It looks much more of the mood that you're going to get with this movie and not the atrocious other cover that came out in the past. Though, to be fair, the Vinegar Syndrome cover 
is a flip cover. So one side's got a more serious look and the other side is that terrible one. So if you want to display that terrible one, you're free to. <laughs> so yeah, those are my thoughts on Blood Games. You know, maybe not that much to say. Unfortunately, there wasn't a lot of sort of other information about this movie out there because I think it's not very popular. And even people who do like it, it's kind of unironic, like maybe, I'm not sure. But there isn't much to say like about stuff surrounding the creation of the film or controversy. It's just, an, you know, it's just another one of those films, right? Um, but I would say if you're in the mood for rednecks versus women, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. You could watch something like this. Obviously there is better films in that canon, but it's all right. Um, I have no idea what I'm going to watch next. You can always feel free to throw some recommendations my way. Certainly I've seen many horror movies over my lifetime, but there are still a lot I haven't seen, some of which are huge properties, you know, uh, some of which are going to be the more obscure stuff, but it's nothing wrong with just saying, hey, how about this or that? I'm always down to try something, especially when I am like indecisive like I am right now. So thank you for listening to this episode of All of Them Witches. We'll be back to do it all again in two weeks with another movie. Bye.